hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thanks for listening, thanks for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 101. I feel like we've made it so far. So, so far, Stephen. And uh, it's great to have you company. My name is Trevor Long, and with me each and every week, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, Trevor, and uh, for all our listeners, happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. Oh. Are you planning something special I'm for the feel, business moment? I feel moment? awkward that I've come to the TechGuide <laughs> headquarters now. <laughs> No, yeah. If I if I had, I won't comment that you didn't bring any flowers, but that's all good, mate. <laughs> if I had planned something for my wife, why would I expose it here on the podcast? Well, uh, she does listen every week. And she? if I hadn't, then <laughs> I would rush to Woolworths after this and get some flowers because yeah, I noticed. Home. Anyway, Cole's, Cole's just up the road, 24-7, they're open, you'll be Fair right enough, there. okay. Yeah. You're listening to Two Bucks Talking Tech. It's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au for all your home networking information. This is Two Bucks Talking Tech. Now, the story of the week, without any shadow of a doubt, is the IT pricing inquiry for a couple of reasons. Now, this is a thing that's been going on for years. Uh, I think 2011, they got started with this thing, um, a parliamentary inquiry into the into the pricing difference between Australia and the rest of the world. And I spent a bit of time looking into this this week, and the actual the, the frame of reference for the inquiry is actually quite narrow. It's just simple. Mm-hmm. Why is it true that we're paying more? Why are we paying more? And what needs to be done about it? Which is pretty cool. Yep. But this week, um, Apple, Microsoft, and Adobe all received summonses, summonses or a summons, summons. Um, to appear before the inquiry because they yeah. had all refused to actually front up mm-hmm. voluntarily. So on March the 22nd, those three companies have to sit in Parliament House and answer questions from this inquiry. Pretty big deal. Yeah, I agree. It, it is a big story that we've that people have known about this problem for a long, long time. And uh, you know, you look at any pricing between us and the US, and we are paying over the odds for a lot of not only tech hardware but also software, mm. content, music, movies, what you name it. Um, some some examples that uh, I'm sure you and I have mentioned on our various radio spots about this has been a yeah. very popular one this week. But um, the the three companies in question, Apple, Microsoft. And Adobe. Interesting enough, uh, Adobe yesterday actually lowered the price of their yeah. Creative Cloud. So they get a membership. summons in the morning and they lower the price in the afternoon. And that How was stupid. noted. It was noted around the world that they did a 20% price drop. I think Engadget in the US made a big deal about it. It's even made uh, Mac rumors also made take, took note of it, the fact that yeah. Apple was included. But just on Apple, though, I think that they've, they've been painted as the big bad wolf in oh, all this. this is of the three, yeah, of the three companies, Apple seems to have taken most of the attention, obviously being the biggest company. Yeah. Of them, but I think it should be noted that Apple has actually, in the past, since the, the rise of the Australian dollar, they've actually just quietly lowered prices with, without without saying a word. On hardware, we're smashing it. Yeah, we're, we're almost right. at parity. Plus, you've got our GST; they've got their sales tax. It's a very different mm. world. With Apple, there's one big gripe that that Ed Husick and I interviewed Ed Husick for Your Tech Life this week, and we had a good chat. And I'm not 
you know, spruiking heavily, but I, I would encourage people who are interested in this to have a listen because mm-hmm. there's 30, 35 minutes with just mm-hmm. me and Ed Husek talking about this thing. Went a little bit hammer and tongs here and there because just over this issue, um, you know, Apple, he goes on about iTunes, you know, the price mm-hmm. of a song in the US versus a song here. Um, dear committee, Apple don't set the prices. That's right. That's, yeah. what, that's what they don't understand. This is what's completely stupid. The record yeah. companies do. And now, movie studios. There are other people involved here. So what I said to him was, you know, we agreed to disagree on that. And basically, if, if Apple front the inquiry on, on March 22nd and he can confirm that that is the case, he needs to call the music studios back in under their ARIA, their, their, Absolutely. their representative yeah. body, the studios and, that and confirm there. that. So... Yep. On iTunes pricing, that there is there's steps that you can you can charge as a as a as a seller in the iTunes store. Yep. iTunes is just like JB Hi-Fi; it's a shop. Yes. And JB Hi-Fi is is sold items, you know, at a margin, mm-hmm. and uh, and they can set their prices broadly after that. Mm-hmm. But essentially, the CD companies in JB Hi-Fi set the prices Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. But just just on that though, there there is a widely used practice where people actually can get around that. Oh, yeah. A lot of people when they travel to the US buy a lot of US uh, iTunes cards. Yep. Or and a US Visa card. I, I know a lot of people who do this. With it. They bring those US iTunes cards back to Australia, create a, a, a login for the yep. US store, and bingo, they're, they're downloading movies that are, that are 40 50% cheaper, music, uh, books, you name it, all that kind of content that, that the US can get cheaper. Yeah. But I think when, when it comes down to it, we're talking about a file that you download, no matter where you live in the world. So there's no postage. There's no. I don't think there's any stamp duty or taxes. No. Like it's simply a matter of the studios and the the, the record companies giving us a fair go. It, it is, but I I just think there's a broader question here, and this was half the conversation I had with Ed Husick was, you know what? It's not just about what the consumers are paying; it's about the industry here. So if we suddenly all paid ninety nine cents for every every song, every album, every item in the in the iTunes Music Store, the Australian music industry would have less revenue. Therefore, they would probably have less money to spend on developing talent. I don't know. Mm. That's that's what worries me is that the Australian music industry will suffer. The whole point of this inquiry is to bring you know global parity to things. We don't live in a global economy. No, I'm don't. sorry, we, we don't. don't. No, Australia has headquarters. America has yeah. the same companies have businesses around the world who operate independently. And shareholders, it's the the companies answer to these people. But I think on the music side, we're, we're seeing. I, I don't think I don't think for anyone who who shops in iTunes, there's a lot of people who download music for iTunes, download to keep. Yeah. But with the now the rise of all these streaming music services, like I, I don't think, RDA, I don't think yeah. you can complain about paying too much for music anymore even yes. in here in Australia you can pay 12 bucks a month and download a million songs a month if you want and again the question is if Spotify RDO Mog all these people if they succeed and become the way to consume music and we mm. don't buy music anymore are the artists getting a full cut of that do you know what I mean like yeah. what's the implication for the industry but of that all it would take is iTunes to say right Subscription service and it's game over. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all we need to do. So look, um, Adobe was the big, uh, big loser in terms of publicity this week because they that was a stupid strategic move to lower the prices on the day they got a summons. Well, and better than, and better than lifting the prices. Though, and isn't their it? physical box software is still ridiculously yeah. more expensive. If you can probably fly to America, buy it, and, and come back cheaper than you can. There buy was it. an example that Choice Magazine uh, that they gave uh, of a Microsoft product called Visual Studio 2012 Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Which is five thousand nine hundred and seventy-five dollars more expensive here in Australia. 
<laughs> so you could literally fly, fly to the US, business class probably for that much yeah, money, probably. and pick up the product off the shelf, fly back again, and still be still certainly have a cheaper. premium economy. Let's not kid ourselves. Well, it's, you're not, you want to get business class on Qantas. But, there, yeah. there's a, it's just that there's so much that this inquiry needs to look into. There's there's the printers, there's faxes, uh, there's all the little ancillary yeah. things Where around. Where does it stop though? But like well, you said point. though, you said this: government can't tell companies what to charge. Bottom the line, market decides. That. That's what I said, Eddie. I said, mate, in the end. I admire you. Yeah. Well done. You're doing a great Good thing. Good luck with but it. But what the hell can you do about it? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, in, right. in the end, you know what? All they can do is the pressure they put on people like Adobe, and they can have the results here. He yeah. made a point that the, at the free, at the some sort of trans-Pacific trade thing that's going on at the moment, some talks between the US and Australia, they've yeah. put these things on the table, and that's well, what they're doing. They're know, representing great. Their heart's in the right place. Correct. Their heart's in the right place, but ultimately, the customer will decide. If it's too expensive, I'm not going to buy it, or no. I'm going to go online and buy it somewhere else. And ultimately... If if this inquiry, you know, give hands down a finding that you know it's it's an outrage and da 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 da, and the public go, so what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And they say, oh, that's something we can yeah. do. That's embarrassing. It's like the big drug, the sports drug, big uh, the huge yeah. thing they announced. Oh, widespread this and that. They, they haven't. Somebody given second one example. Somebody of, second grader has never yeah. played NRL in his it, life. Yeah, I know. It's just the, you're trying taint, to break an egg with a sledgehammer. You taint an industry with these things. We could have a separate podcast on all these. We issues. could easily. Um, so if you're interested in the in the inquiry, uh, as I said, uh, your tech life. Dot com. Listen to the podcast this week, and Stephen's got stories up on techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, yet another SIM-only telco has launched here in Australia. How many does that make it? A thousand? Oh, there's a few now. Uh, but this one is uh, is slightly different. Not slightly different, a lot different. Uh, and the reason being is that it's powered by social media. The right. telco we're talking about is Yatango. I hope I've pronounced that right. Yatango Mobile. That's Y-A and a tango on the end. Y-A and a tango. And, uh, and it, what it is, it's launched here in Australia, and it's the world's first... Uh, telco to use Facebook as a platform. So basically what it is, it allows you to set up your either prepaid or postpaid plan. Mm-hmm. So you can set a budget or you can just tweak the plan to suit your calling, texting or data needs. Yeah. But what it encourages like you to do... Like a slide That's right, exactly yeah. that. Yeah, on their website allows you to monitor all that. But what it, what it allows you to do though is earn credit by inviting other people into the network. So say for example, you you and I are talking on your tango, it won't be fifteen seconds fifteen cents a minute, it'll be eight cents a minute because right, we're, because we're talking invited, to because I've invited Facebook. you in. And via Facebook, if you do get people to sign up via Facebook you get $5 credit on your account. So right. it encourages people. It's like a, almost like a group buying uh, uh, system there where the more people you get in, the better deal it is for everybody. And so, social sharing, social uh, engagement, oh, this is pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. It's, it's kind of – I think my, my concern about companies like that is just – getting recognition in the market. You know, Kogan did all right because he's kind of got a reputation, a brand. Yeah. This is just... This and, is, uh, and Amazium did okay because they had 20 million bucks or 2 million, or a lot of money to spend on marketing. This company's got a... They've got a benefit purely almost mm-hmm. through and the then, social sharing. Surprise, surprise. It's also through the Optus Network. So the Optus yeah, Network's right. getting a bit crowded now with uh, Amazium. Yeah. They've got now uh, Yatango. What's the other Optus reseller? There's, there's, no, Live, there? Live Connected oh, is Live another, Con- another one. Live Connected or Live Connected, whatever they want to be called. I know. I got... got I I was interviewing the bloke from Live Connected, and I think at the end of it, he said, oh, by the way, it's Live Connected. Live right? Connected. Oh, I don't good. know what it is. I forget. But it's the same word. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Spelt the same way. Exactly. Same way on email. So, interesting yeah. one. And, and 
I guess the, the point there is that if you're in the market for something, and I think all these things are niche, you know, if this is the kind of thing that appeals to you, you want that, you know, one-to-one relationship with, with, you know, other friends on Facebook, you want to create that discount, you want to get the credits, yeah. it's a great idea. And um, But it's know. also a good way to control your spend if you've got a set set budget. Uh, and, and if you look, put it this way, if, you, if you're chatting with your mates on Facebook anyway, invite them to the same phone network and you're mm. going to be getting discounted calls and you're going to be getting credit on your bills. A great idea. And uh, the it's it's green. You can't miss it. And there's a, there's, a, there's demo videos and uh, an example of the sliding bar scale thing that allows you to set up your account and create your own plan for your tango, Y-A-T-A-N-G-O or Y-A-Tango, as Stephen <laughs> so, so eloquently puts it. And you can read all about that at techguide.com.au. I love Mosonos. We've had this discussion multiple times. Mm. Every time they bring out a product, I think we start a segment with that. Um, I've just got a simple system, you know, two of the Sonos Play 5, I think they are, or whatever yep. they are. Um, you know, one down the man cave, one up in Jackson's room, in fact, which allows me to just play music to the kids, yep. you know, before bath time or whatever. It's just fantastic. Well, right here in the uh, Tech Guide studios, you're seeing uh, I've got two Sonos Play 3s as a mm. stereo pair, and over to your right over there, Trevor. Yeah, I'm not going to look over there because it's my sub it's an envious which, area uh, of the room. Very nice. But uh, no, well, well the, the thing with Sonos, though, is that the products seem to evolve and they become more useful over time. They and do. A great and example of that. A beautiful uh, new product, the uh, the Play Bar Home Theatre Speaker, which just adds a really nice element to, to your setup or is on its own a great simple <laughs> system that, that you can get. And the thing is, and you, you'll talk about the product itself, but the idea here is even if you don't have anything Sonos, you get this... Okay, and you put it with your TV, for example, under the TV. It's one of those beautiful things that sits there. And it is, it's, it's a great entertainment system for, for the whole entertainment unit. It's wireless remote from the, from the iPad, the Android, whatever it is. It's a great, you know, music system on its own, but then you can link it up to the whole system. That's right. Yeah. Well, the, the TV, it'll, it'll enhance your audio experience from your television. And, and, and when you finish watching TV, you can then wirelessly stream any song ever, ever made. It's got through, a HDMI input for the TV. It has, yes, but, it, but it's also got Wi-Fi, so you can connect your app and stream all your yeah. music uh, straight to the device. Yep. Uh, but the what I like about it is if you, if you do already have Sonos Play 3s or a subwoofer, you can expand the system into a 5.1 system. So the, the, the sound bar, the play bar, I should call it, uh, it's, itself has nine speakers. There's six mid-woofers, not sub-woofers, mid-woofers, and three high-frequency, tre- three treble speakers, uh, sort of tweet speakers. But uh, what what I like about it is that you can add your play threes as your left and right rears. So mm-hmm. the play bar itself will be your center speaker for your dialogue left and, and right. And, left. and then you got your play threes can be the rears and your subby you can put anywhere. And there's there you got a wireless five point one system, no cables. And we anywhere did the numbers seen. before we came on air. It's got two and a half grand, two thousand six hundred to do have that kind of setup wirelessly. The, the play bar on its own is nine ninety nine. So if you, you're not only getting a great experience for your television, but then this beautiful wireless music system to boot. So and the thing about uh, it is bad. Sonos isn't just a great system. It's not just a great wireless um, setup. It's bloody good quality. You yeah. know, the sound that comes out of these things is mind-blowing and the design is very impressive. So if you've got the TV up on the wall and the kind of credenza or, or TV unit underneath, 
Uh, it's a great thing just to sit there. Yeah. Um, you can and, mount and it or put it on the desktop. desktop. Desktop or bench. But, it's a uh, no, beautiful no. unit. And, and a bit of technology under the hood too. There's uh, The play bar makes 24 million calculations per second to find the right balance. There's six mid-woofers in it, so mm. finds the right balance between of, of all the six. Uh, and it's got an equaliser built in as well, sensors to automatically adjust the sound output also. So a lot of thoughts gone into it. Looks great. Sounds great. Uh, and that the ability to expand to build on it later yep. on, I think, is really appealing as well. A nice unit, and you can read more about the uh, Sonos Play Bar home theatre speaker at techguide.com.au. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au for all your home and small business networking needs, especially in the home where you've got multiple devices. And, I mean, obviously here in the TechWide tech wide studio and headquarters, it's a heavily wireless environment. We have multiple devices. But in your home, just think for a moment about the devices you've got. You might have a computer plugged into the router, but what about the laptop, the kid's laptop, your mobile phones, your smartphones, your tablets, your TV, your Blu-ray player? All these things can be on the Internet. They can be connected to your network. But are they? And it's as simple as having a good quality home router uh, and a wireless Netgear router is a great way to go. Connect all your devices, connect the content between them and create the perfect home network. Uh, netgear.com.au. And uh, Stephen? The, uh, well, David Henry from uh, yes. from Netgear is actually in Australia. Good bloke, David. And uh, he's g- gave us a rundown of uh, all the new products. and uh, Which also, we had uh, a quick look at at CES. We did, yeah. A little bit just, more of a, of a quick good look here at, while we're here in Australia. Yeah, so just want to shout out to Netgear and David Henry. Welcome back to Australia. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see you around uh, many times in the future, mate, but love those new products. And you can see them all and, uh, and enjoy them at netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, don't you love it when an app causes a bit of a buzz in the tech world? Oh, yeah. Then, uh, you know, we're, Where, we're seeing like the, that a fair When the bit. geeks unite, my lord. Oh, boy. Well, the latest app to cause a, a bit of a stir, a bit of a buzz, is the Mailbox app. Now, oh, I've, this I've done is, this. Uh, this is an app that it went live a few days ago. Been in beta testing and has had rave reviews like you know, TechCrunch and Engadget. It's the worst app you'll ever download. Well, honestly, let's, let's just explain what it is first of all before you <laughs> criticise it. It's a, an alternative for your email on your iPhone. So, the, of course, the iPhone's got its default mail app, which is works perfectly well. But Mailbox reasonably well. Yes. Well, Mailbox it sort of combines a a organizer with a, your inbox also. So what it does, it allows you to dismiss emails, put them off to either the, that evening that later that night or whenever so that you you your inbox is all seemingly being cleared so you can uh, you're not staring at emails you get, that you're not actioning straight away yeah. um, and but the thing with it though is if you download it now uh, so you're you basically you're basically taking a number. Yeah, and, it's, it's uh, like going to Woolworths to the deli queue <laughs> and going, oh, there's ten people here walking up and going, I've got number ninety-seven and and they're only serving number thirty-one. You think there's sixty people in front of me, but you don't know how many people are behind you. And so what happens is you open this thing, thinking, oh, I've got to set up my Gmail now, and now all it says is, have you got an invite or not? And you go and you say no because you probably don't. And it says there's in my case, it says there's three hundred and ten thousand seven hundred and seventy people in front of you. And four hundred and sixty-six thousand three hundred twenty-one behind you. Yeah, and I can tell I think you I'm that down to two eighty thousand. Yeah, myself. I can tell you that they've probably been through about one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand already because I remember that number being quite high. So they're talking a million people have already oh, downloaded yeah. this. But, app. but I like why they're doing this though. Yeah, why they're so, doing so they this? They don't ruin the ruin the system. It's, it's cloud based. They've got a cloud based server, yeah. so they don't want to just throw everyone on there and. 
everyone has a poor experience. That's right. They want to gradually ramp it up so that the, the experience that everyone gets, because it's email after all. You can't not have your email. Uh. So they want to do this so they gradually get everyone on board and grow in a controlled way. So I applaud the way they're doing this. It's, it's well, Hopefully it's going to be worth the also. wait. <laughs> it's a very, very good yeah. PR. Still trick. waiting for my email back from them, by the way. Yeah. I emailed them asking Hello. if I could get to the head of the queue. Two here. blokes talking. <laughs> Hello. I said I'm a part of a well, very well-respected uh, podcast. I'm, here, I'm, no I'm, response. I'd cop a hundred thousand bump in the queue. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> that'd uh, that'd bring the weight down to about a week instead of a month. But anyway, mailbox app, a uh, nice alternative. It's, you for know what's really interesting show. about this is I actually haven't read anything about it. I'm just in the hype. Well, there's an interesting story on Tech Guide, I, and I'll read it in detail. But it's just funny how I reckon probably half a million of those people are just going, "Oh, I've got to be there. I've got to be in the queue. I've got to be in the queue," mm. and they don't actually know what it does. So I use because I use the native email client and gmail i use the okay. gmail client because i just need it just it works better when you're on a google apps account than the than the standard uh, uh iphone one but so i'm be very interested to see how it works but i'm just not sure why i've got it so yeah three hundred and ten thousand people later i might let you know it's <laughs> I'm, probably, I'm 283 it'll probably be episode 150 <laughs> of tech uh, of uh, two blokes talking tech yeah, we'll do our it actually might be episode you. 150 of tech guide podcast <laughs> anyway if you're probably. interested in a, in a brand new mail mail client look for mailbox in the app store and uh, download pre- it and take a number be prepared you're going to get number nine hundred thousand. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. You know, there's a company I bloody love, and it's Dyson, and they do they do great things because they do you know really nice vacuums and all those things. But it's it's actually, and I've interviewed a couple of them um, over time. You know, I got the same. <laughs> Stephen's just opened up a package that he got in the mail. And it's like, what the hell's this? Um, but they do great with innovation. Dyson written on the top of it. I thought, hang on, they've made the world's smallest vacuum cleaner. Yeah, no, exactly. it's actually a part of a motor. It's uh, it's an <laughs> impeller. Um, they they said to me, what is this? And I said, it's an impeller. They said, no, it's a motor. I said, actually, no, it's an impeller. Um, and then they agreed with me, so we had a small <laughs> argument about that. Well, Mr. Dyson, I'm actually going to take that to James Dyson and yes. say, is this a motor or an impeller? He's coming to town next week. You know? Yes, I know. We should do three blokes talking tech, perhaps. Oh, do you think he? I don't think he'd go for oh, it. You never know. You don't and, know unless you have a go. Trevor is my saying. Anyway, they've got you know they've got the great products that are currently available, and I've got probably ten of them in my yeah. home. They've got the fans. The the you've got one on the desk there. The the vacuums, everything. But the the thing that's kind of just happened over time that people don't really know about is those big hand blowers in the in the in the public toilets or, yeah. or you know. Toilets in executive restaurants the and things. Air blade, whatever. Called, right? I, I refuse to air blade. I, it's a fan <laughs> and, a, and a buddy hand dryer, right? And I'll I, maybe I won't say that to James Dyson. I'll You've got to drink names. a little bit of the Kool Aid. All little, of it, a, a little bit. Of it. So this is the thing where you, you push your hands down into a, into an empty space without, and you don't have to touch anything, and the air just literally blows off. Yep. So the exciting thing, and it's just interesting that they're getting a lot of publicity for this. They've developed a, a tap w- with built-in air blowers. And, you know, it's it's just a whole new well, look and feel to the whole it, thing. It's fantastic. It's logical, isn't it? Like, yes. you wash your hands in the sink, and then you've got to walk over to a dryer on the wall. So, you're yeah. going to, water's going to go everywhere. With this one, it's it looks like a looks like an aeroplane. It's yeah. got it's got the the tap in the middle. That's true, and it's got the uh, the wings out the side of the dryer. So each yeah. hand's got its own dryer. That's, exactly. that's that's genius. Simple stuff. You've washed your hands. Uh, I've got to understand how it really works. I want to, I want to use it to understand how you stop the water flow and then start the There's air sensors. Oh, I'm sure sensors there is, but once your hands are in the middle, the sensors activate the tap. Once you move them out to the sides, they activate the dryer. Listen, I'll digress. But at, <laughs> at, at SBS at work, they've got these automatic taps, right? You just you know you just yeah. you don't get a chance to do anything. Out, yeah. It's 
you want to control the temperature sometimes, people. Yeah, ah. it's really annoying when it's a cold day and it comes on freezing or something like that. Oh, anyway, you're so delicate. Automation. Yes, you're so right. delicate. But at least I don't have to pick them up and then weigh them. <laughs> um, the the it's it's a great little thing. As you said, it looks like a fighter jet with the, does, the, yeah. the blades coming like out the side. It's a really smart innovation, and this is the thing that Dyson does. They they've literally got teams of people working on pure R and D. Oh, yeah, love it. They're just work, they're just well, engineers loving their stuff. The reason can, it made the cut a tech guide. Like, yeah. I don't write about hand dryers very often. <laughs> right. The reason it made the cut a tech guide. People saying, "Why do you write about hand dryers for?" But you look at the under the hood. The, the technology is incredible, unbelievable. Like, they've got motors in there, internal motors that accelerate from zero to nine hundred ninety thousand RPM mm. in point seven of a second. That is fast. That's ridiculous. Imagine building a car like that; it'd be amazing. But anyway, that, that's and not only is it fast, it's also clean. There's a, there's a filter that can that removes 99.9 percent of bacteria, so you don't want to from the, the air no, fr- through the air that's blowing out of the dryer. Yeah, right. So so normally you just get a hot jet of warm air, a normal hand which dryer, which is basically which blowing is just, bacteria onto your hands. It's just a bacteria bath. That's yeah. right. So your hands are having a bacteria. You just wash bath. your hands and get a bacteria <laughs> bath. Getting a bacteria bath. So uh, that's look, this is what fascinates me about Dyson is that yeah, yeah, yeah. like I think that he's up there, not quite in the same, nearly in the same area as sort of Apple, sort of design wise. Oh, He's no, pretty no. well respected yeah, yeah, yeah. as a designer, and he's got a great team of engineers as well. So I think he'll be an interesting chat. He's, on, he's coming to Australia next week, yep. so uh, I'll be keen to have a chat and hear what he has to say. Absolutely, and you can see those uh, wonderful new innovations from Dyson at techguide.com.au. Well, starting very soon, I think it's in a week and a half, we've got the Mobile World Congress. I'm busy that is, day. Uh, yeah, well, my inv- invitation must have got lost in the mail as well. But anyway, it's uh, we, we've, we've been to CES. That's all the massive gadget show, tech show. But this is uh, the Super Bowl for gad- for mobile phones, for smartphones. Yeah, there'll be some bloggers it's there. Been, it's been massive. And I think this year we're going to see some interesting announcements. They're going to uh, – I think um, – this is my tip, okay? So take note Hot of what tip, I'm saying stand by, people. Yeah, just grab Galaxy, a pen. Hang on. Stop. Grab Pen. Samsung. Got some paper as well. Yes. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Samsung Galaxy S4 oh, will be unveiled yeah. at yep. this show. That's my yep. hot tip. People. No, no, I agree. But anyway, but what I, what I do hot. know, Is what really I do hot? know, well, it's going to be the Galaxy no, the S3. Tip. I'm, I'm sure the Galaxy <laughs> S4 will be hot, but is that it's tip that red hot? hot tip? Absolutely. Okay. Anyway. But what I'm here to talk about, Trevor, is LG actually revealing their ahead of time. This is what they did before CS. Yeah. Remember LG pre-announced a lot of products? It's weird. They're taking that. And you know what they learned? They learned they still got the publicity out of CS. Absolutely, yes. Well, good luck to LG. They've announced the 5.5-inch Optimus G Pro. It's beautiful. Which is the LG version of the Galaxy Note 2. You edge know, the, to the edge screen. screen. We're starting to get edge to edge like TVs. Look, That's what's getting exciting about phones, I reckon. I think, and this has apparently got curved glass. It's got the what whole the shebang. Hell I think LG, I, I've got no idea, but it's. Uh, I'm keen to get my hands on it and find out in, why. In theory, Nokia has curved, curved glass. Yes, just slight curve on the Lumias, yeah, but, you know. Anyway. But what I like is that LG are very good. At, I think they've got the Optimus G launch in next yeah, month yeah. here in Australia. That's yep. a nice big, I think it's Telstra. a 5.5-inch five, 5. 5 screen, 4.8-inch screen, 5-inch screen. Anyway, we'll find out next month. But LG uh, sort of seem to be finding their mojo again in the mobile yeah. space. They kind of took a bit of a dip last year, no, no, not many new products. Yeah, remember they the 3D, have, uh, 3D LG phone? Yeah. Cracker? Well, that was, uh, yeah, that was uh, I think, just people just coming off contract on the, of that now, I think. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. they're probably going, whew. But anyway. <laughs> Look at all that 3D content. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded. Wow! But uh, no, I think this is uh, for LG. I think it's a really positive sign. No, they're, I do they're, too. they're back in the mobile. I space. agree. I think, and you know, it's funny because um, some of the stats I saw uh, at CES 
in some of the boring presentations I went to, uh, showed that basically in consumer electronics, the only people making money are people making phones and tablets. Everything else well, is still making money, but it's it's declining that's year half the on market. year. Like, but it, but exactly, and that's yeah, the reason people basically. have to be in this space. Um, so it's it's just vital that that LG are in the space, uh, in the mobile and uh, and tablet space, and they're, they're doing a great job. So Mobile World Congress will be very. It'll be interesting. Here. Oh, I'm really keen to hear about all those announcements. It's a shame I'm not going. Everyone, uh, all those manufacturers out there who are sending other journalists, but <laughs> apart just, apart from the two blokes talking, just tech. send some bloggers. You'll get heaps of coverage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think it's going to be interesting. I think another interesting player is going to be Sony Mobile. Yeah, oh, yeah. We've got their, their know, Xperia launches next. Well, they're their hands on next week, which. We we had a hands on. I was going to. I, I, I wrote back and said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of seen it already." But no, yeah. it, it, Sony. I, I still think Sony. Sony you've got to hope they've got some really nice designs out there. The I actually recommended Z. Sony to a person today who was just looking for something different, mm. and I said, "There's some really good quality phones coming out of Sony." He said, "I love listening to music." I said, "There you go. They've got Walkman built into Absolutely. some of their phones. It's that cross integration between yep. their brands, it's fantastic." Anyway, you can read more about the LG uh, story in the coming um, days Tomorrow. on TechGuide.com.au. I feel I've let the side down, Stephen. I've come unprepared. You don't have your ticker or your I've buzzer. Come, I've come unprepared for the. Well, for I've always said you've had no ticker, but anyway, no, no I'm, I struggle with ticker. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's time for Stephen's uh, top line one minute reviews, which normally got about a minute and a half. So start the clock, Trevor. Well. Start your imaginary Panasonic clock. Panasonic Viera. Yes, this is. I'm a big fan of plasma. Let me just say that from the get go. Now, the Panasonic Viera VT. Well, I'll tell you why. Panasonic have always made great plasma TVs, and the reason I like plasma is it offers a little bit more, a more natural, smooth picture. Now, I'm talking like LED TVs. have got great pictures, but they seem to have to pump a lot of light. They look a little bit artificial to me. Yeah, they, they look do. good. I like the natural look of plasma. Sports great to watch on a plasma. And the VT50A is a really good example of a, of a good value 55-inch. I think it's also available in 65-inch uh, plasma TV. Now, there's some technology on board that, that ensures that that's really smooth and natural color, smooth picture as well. They've got an infinite black filter. Black levels on a plasma oh. are still, to me, Unrivaled. I've got a really nice plasma at my face. Yes, I know you do. We'll talk about that later. There's also got a focused field drive. So these what base bottom line is that they combine to produce a really good picture. Now it's also 3D. That has 2D to 3D conversion as well. It's also a smart TV. Is so that what I'm looking at it. right now? No, no, that's actually a Panasonic LED. That's oh, the geez, next sorry. one. They're just keeping me in, in stocked up with televisions. But anyway, it's a very 2D to TV. 3D. Uh, it's got active glasses. Only one pair of glasses in the box. You need to buy so ninety-nine dollars for each extra pair. That was that, that lost a half a point for me, that one there. But um, what I like about it too is the fact that it's a connected device. You can have your catch-up TV, SBS On Demand, ABC iView uh, are all there. And it comes with also a, a touchpad controller. So when you're on the web, it's got a little trackpad on the controller. Nice. So you can uh, surf the web quite easily. You can even connect a Skype camera so you can make, uh, uh, make and receive Skype calls. Uh, so that's the Panasonic Viera VT50A. And it's priced the 55 inch, $3,799. Full review at techguide.com.au. I don't want to spoil it, but it gives it four and a half stars. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, the next one is, is something near and dear to my heart because it's, uh, it's a beautiful, 
Beautiful little radio, mate. Well, Tivoli uh, Audio make very nice products. Oh. Very retro. I like the retro look of this product. It mm-hmm. is the Model 1 AM-FM radio. Now, this isn't a digital radio. Mm-hmm. This is an AM-FM radio, and it's got super-duper antenna, so you get a really good signal. Super-duper. I, 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 I don't know if that's the technical term. but they do, No, it no, is. No. Oh, I'm in radio, mate. It is. 100%. No, no. They do, they do have, uh, you know, they've built this with care. It's, it's like, it look, it's hand-built. It does feel hand-built, this hands thing. It's oh, just it's unbelievable. So there's like a nice, nice housing. But what I like about it is that is it here somewhere? No, it's not. No, oh, they've give, they've give, they've added Bluetooth to the mix. So yes, you can not only hear your music wirelessly if you have got a pair of wireless headphones, but you can also stream your music back to the device, and you can also stream internet radio through the device oh, as well. So, so both ways, you can uh, you you can uh, take advantage of that. So I'm thinking, well, hang on, it's not a digital radio, but it can be an internet radio by exactly. you streaming your just by streaming your tuning radio, radio on your mobile phone. Absolutely. Over so yeah, it's uh it's two hundred ninety nine dollars. Available in a few colours, and if you really love your radio with the super duper antenna, as I mentioned, it's available there. It's two hundred ninety dollars from Tivoli Audio, and you can check that out at my website or tivoliaudio.com.au. And that website is techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And we smashed another one out of the park there, mate. Episode 101. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. You can read all of Stephen's stuff at techguide.com.au and listen to him on 2GB and a stack of other stations, which are also listed at techguide.com.au. Uh, you can listen to my podcast. And as I said, I wouldn't mind you listening to the Ed Husick interview uh, on episode 176 at yourtechlife.com. And yep. you can uh, follow us uh, on Facebook and say good day at two, two Blokes Talking Tech. Dot com and yep. we know we've been at this for two years, mate, because the domain name's up for re- renewal. Is that right? Yeah. Well, we so, better... Um, happy how anniversary, much, How much are you, mate? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you can also hear me at Tech Guide as well, my own podcast. I think I'm up to episode 33 now, so uh, check that out also. All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.